Hey, what is up? Welcome back to Going Deep with Aaron Watson. If you're new and here for an AUDL interview, you have come to the right place. Steve Hall is now the co-owner of the Atlanta Hustle, previously the owner of the Charlotte Express, and excited about the future potential of the American Ultimate Disc League and Ultimate in general to change people's lives and be a force in this decade. We talk about how he's gone about thinking about his investments, his process of getting involved in the league. And this is a long string of interviews that we've been doing. I've spoken to a number of owners in the East, South, West, and Midwest division, in addition to GMs, coaches, and commissioner Steve Gordon, and previously Josh Moore. If you want to check out all those interviews, head on over to goingdeepwithaaron.com slash AUDL. You can find exactly the interview that you're looking for. We will be consistently adding to that list over the next year. So make sure you're subscribed as well. But once again, in today's episode, I learned a ton from talking with Steve Hall and I'm excited to see what the Atlanta Hustle can do in the South Division in this season. Here is my conversation with Steve Hall. You're listening to Going Deep with Aaron Watson. Right, so Steve, welcome to Going Deep with Aaron Watson. I'm excited to be talking with you today. Great, Aaron. I'm uh, excited to be here as well. Thank you for the opportunity. A uh, lot for us to talk about with the AUDL 2017 season kicking off here. Uh, but to take things back a little bit, I wanted to start with uh, maybe just some background, some context, both uh, your kind of previous work before you got involved in the AUDL and a little bit about how you first heard of the AUDL or how you, how you first decided to become involved with Semi-Professional Ultimate Frisbee. Sure. Be happy to give that background. And it might help for me to, to turn the clock back a little bit before you to kind of tee this up. Um, I went to Georgia Tech undergrad uh, from 84 to 88. And in 1985, that was the first time I was introduced to the sport of ultimate uh, intramural opportunity. One of my fraternity brothers also uh, started playing. And, and that's really where I got my first introduction to the sport and have really been a, a casual player since then, I had one year of playing for a club team out in Denver in the mid-90s, but I've always been uh, a casual player. But my fraternity brother uh, played and uh, ended up on Chain Lightning and played for them for many years, went to nationals, went to worlds. So I kind of saw the sport from two different perspectives as a casual player and through the eyes of my best friend, who was a, a world-class player. So that was one track of understanding the sport. But what I think it's also helpful to know for your purpose is that uh, I'm a chemical engineer with an MBA and a guy who's in the financial business. And, and that started back in my MBA. So I have been kind of running on two parallel paths, one that's an investment track uh, for my day job and then someone who's been passionate about Ultimate for you know over 30 years. So back in the mid 2000s, actually about 2008, I had heard about this concept of people thinking about professional ultimate. 2010, I'd heard about the AUDL going live, so to speak, and put out feelers back then of, hey, you know, I'm a guy who lives now in Charlotte, I'm kind of curious to see what's available. At the time, you know, there, there wasn't anything available for us in the Southeast. And then the opportunity came in 2014 when the AUDL wanted to expand into the South. And uh, I had, uh, you know, had previously sent some emails out 
seeing some uh, some notes float around on the internet and was introduced by uh, the owner of uh, the Detroit Mechanics, Brent Steep. He had actually reached out to me kind of on a cold call. He said, hey, we had heard you're interested. Uh, they're expanding to the South. We'd like to have a conversation. So that's right. I got a chance to meet uh, Steve Gordon uh, through Ken Porter, who's been a longtime uh, player who retired this past year, lives in Charlotte. And uh, at the time, um, I actually told uh, Steve Gordon, AUDL, that I would love to be an owner of Atlanta. Um, as I mentioned, I went to undergrad in Atlanta. My MBA is from Emory University. So I've had experience there. Lots of good friends. I have family in Atlanta. And that's really been my my home as much as I've moved around. And, and that's really where my passion lied. But um, as I learned back then, uh, ADL felt like they had a, a buyer for the Atlanta franchise, uh, did not have one for the Charlotte franchise, and they asked if, if we would take that on. Uh, so myself and two other partners at the time uh, took that on. And then really, you know, that's how we that's how we took our first steps with AODL. I'm curious, you know, in the in the world of investing and in previous interviews, we've kind of talked about mindset and cognitive biases and, and the way that folks go about making their investment decisions. Uh, and, and there's all sorts of schools of thought and philosophies. I, I'm curious if you can illuminate for us maybe the, the differences between um, some of your, your financial management professionally um, in, in other arenas, how that compares to the investment that you've chosen to make into the AUDL uh, and how you process the similarities and differences of those two moves. Sure. That's, that's a great question, Aaron. So, um, you know, if I put on my CFA hat, when you look at your investment portfolio, you have everyone has their own tolerance for risk and return. And so if you look in the world of risk, um, you've got your you know, your basic stocks and bonds, which are companies who are, are proven. They've had revenue, net income for many years. And you can decide which ones you like or, or don't like, depending on you know, your personal needs. Um, you get to the point of looking at you know, certain investments that are more risky. Um, and venture capital is one type of investment that's just riskier because it's an unproven company or maybe an unproven concept. And, and for a lot of people's portfolios, um, you, know, you can carve out some small percentage to venture capital. And, and we're, we're fortunate enough in my family to have the means to do that. And so I look at an investment in the AUDL and an individual franchise really as a venture capital investment. It's a it's an unproven concept. And so typically with venture capital, it's a long payoff. Um, so, you know, these businesses could be around five, 10 years uh, of potentially not making money until they kind of come to fruition. They find their spot and then they're they're making money. And that's really the way I look at the investments made here. It's it's a it's a great concept. I love the sport. I think fundamentally the sport has staying power. Um, you know, it's a sport that doesn't cost a whole lot. It's it's no to low contact, and it is there are no barriers to entry. Um, anybody can pick up a disc and play. And I think it's it's a beautiful sport for a lot of people in this world. So um, I think it's really up to us to make to take the sport and make it into a great fan experience. Because the way we look at it is we're really in the entertainment business uh, in many respects. If we play our games on Saturday nights, 
it's not a matter of whether people want to choose to go to a baseball game or a lacrosse game, a soccer game or an ultimate game. But we're in competition for going out to the movies, going out to dinner, hanging out with friends, going to a concert. So we have got to make it fun and, and interesting for people. Um, and that applies to just putting on um, a good game. We have to have good food. People have to enjoy the stadium and it's got to be fun. So, you know, that's the way we kind of look at it from a pure, pure, pure business perspective and, and from an investment perspective. Absolutely. Another thing, we, we had a, a similar conversation with Exton Titcomb of the Seattle Cascades and that exact thing that you hit on, that there is no uh, you know, real well-defined model for how this ends up working. There's obviously other sports leagues, but it's very different than, say, starting a coffee shop where there's tons of coffee shops everywhere and everyone already has a framework for what they expect and what they'll get when they walk into your coffee shop. And there's just a lot of education of the market that has to be done in order for people to understand what it means to go to a professional ultimate game. Uh, And I'm sure that there was a steep learning curve on your end for how to go about putting on that fan experience and really being in the entertainment industry. Another another conversation recently with Andrew Gardner of the Thunderbirds talked about how much he thinks about that entire fan experience beyond just uh, setting up some cones and, you know, letting people play a game and setting up people to watch all the other intricacies that go along with that. Um, with your, your first season in the AUDL, are there any particular lessons in terms of fan experience that you remember learning or uh, maybe maybe difficulties that you didn't initially anticipate? Sure. And I, I think, you know, oh, I know Andrew and Exton, you know, quite well, obviously. Um, I think we all learned that it's not just putting on a game. You know, I think we've we've all played, we all understand, you know, what ultimate tournaments have been historically. But this is, again, it's it's different in that we have got to entertain people for two, two and a half hours. And so it's not a matter of just having a really good game, meaning that it's very athletic. You know, it's it's a close game. People always like games that end, you know, 25, 24, where it's exciting to the end. But it goes beyond that. And it's it's a matter of keeping the fans engaged the entire time that they're, you know, at your stadium. So um, whether it's pregame, making it fun, the introductions of players, um, really looking at any of the downtime um, where, you know, the players aren't on the field and keeping fans engaged. So um, I think we all learned hard that we need to spend as much time, again, on that non-field aspect of the game as as much as the field aspect of the game. Um, I'd say, you know, that was probably the biggest lesson learned. So we are all spending, all owners are spending a lot more time on what we call activations. And and you look at the other sports, um, and we hopefully have been a good students of other sports, where you have, you know, like Dance for Your Diamonds, you know, I'm thinking of some of the Charlotte activities. Um, you know, if we had, uh, you know, the kiss cams, people doing silly tricks, you know, fans coming out on the field to do things. That's a lot of fun uh, because it keeps the fans engaged and it just makes it again for a, a fun fan experience. So I think that's that's the one thing we've learned that we've got to do a better job of in, in making people want to come back for the next next uh, season. 
Absolutely. You alluded a little bit earlier in this conversation to your roots in Atlanta. And after uh, some time with Charlotte, the franchise uh, closed and you have moved into part of the ownership group of the Atlanta franchise. Can you talk a little bit about the mechanics of how that decision was made, the story behind it, uh, and, and any other details that you're comfortable sharing? Sure. So as I, as I mentioned, uh, you know, when I first was introduced to the AUDL, we had told them that our, our preference would be to own Atlanta. They felt like they had an ownership group in place. And so we said, you know, we'd be happy to, you know, take on the Charlotte franchise because our mission was the same. It was to grow the sport of ultimate. And that still is our mission today. Um, as it turned out, the uh, the ownership group who wanted Atlanta did not materialize. I think there was another group they talked to. It did not materialize. So what was probably not known to a lot of people is that the AUDL actually owned the Atlanta franchise for the first two years of, ex- of its existence. And so over those first two years of owning Charlotte, we realized that uh, Charlotte was probably a smaller market than most people realize from a, from an ultimate perspective. Um, and, you know, you've also got a, another ultimate franchise uh, right down the road in Raleigh. So, it, you know, from a high level business perspective, it, it probably not make strategic sense to have the two teams in um, Carolina and the AUDL um, strategically did not want to be in the business of, of owning uh, an ultimate franchise, a city franchise. So it made a lot of business and strategic sense for all of us to, for us to take over the Atlanta franchise. And so basically Charlotte is, as I say, is on ice right now. Um, so the franchise could come back in the future um, if it makes strategic sense for the AUDL, but it's, it's on ice now. And we have basically exchanged our, our interest in Charlotte for the interest in, in Atlanta. Gotcha. Uh, so leading into the 2017 season here, what are you most excited for? Uh, there's always an evolution, whether that's just new teams, new divisions, um, a greater focus on highlights and video content. Is it, what, what in particular has you excited for the upcoming season? Sure. So uh, a couple of things. Uh, number one, um, you know, the ADL is looking to uh, have more control over its own media distribution. So I think that is going to be terrific for the league. And this is one of the big steps is that you can distribute your content through other providers like ESPN, but you don't have control. It's tough to measure. Um, it's more difficult to tell your story to potential sponsors and, and advertisers. So I think that's the, the one big first step that we're taking. And it's going to take years until we have the data to kind of tell our story and, and show the growth. But that's it's an important first step. I think for the South Division, I'm really excited by um, what's going on from a talent perspective. You know, without Charlotte, we had a lot of very good players. They have, you know, a lot of them have picked up with Raleigh. You know, one uh, great player, Jakeem Polk, has picked up with the Cannons. And you're seeing a little bit of shift. Um, uh, you've got... Uh, Brody Smith picking up with, with the Cannons, uh, Goose Helton with Flyers. So I think the South, uh, you know, Dallas was very dominant last year. They will continue to be strong, but I think we're going to have some very strong teams in the South, and it's going to be extremely competitive. So 
I think we will be uh, probably somewhat biased, but uh, we will be the division to watch this year. So I'm excited about that. Uh, I'm excited about the Atlanta team. We have a huge influx of young talent coming in. Uh, we've lost some veterans from this past year, but we are we are retooling. And uh, we have a lot of great guys coming in from University of Georgia and other places. So from a pure talent perspective, I'm excited. And, you know, what we talked about is I think, you know, we've all gotten uh, we get smarter every year. Um, we had our first uh, strategic planning session with the owners. And I think you're going to see, again, more effort into the fan experience, whether it's having a really interesting, you know, opportunities for food, uh, fun things for the fans to do in between quarters. So I think the overall uh, experience for game day is going to be much better for the fans. Yeah, it's exciting. And as we have kind of settled here as a league on 24 teams, uh, there really is a lot of competition between the divisions, but you're, you're absolutely right. In particular, the South, there's no low hanging fruit. There's no, you know, game that you can pencil in on the calendar now as a win for any of these franchises with the, the depth of talent across the board there. Um, also, it, we touched a little bit in episode 199 when we talked with Steve Gordon about that ownership of the media. And I, I just want to reiterate uh, and rehash a little bit of that, the notion that losing ESPN uh, because of you know the brand name ESPN and that idea, it's, it can seem like a loss. But strategically, that actually, you know, uh, I'm sure that there's actually a lot of companies across the board who wish they had more of a direct relationship with their consumers, with their fans, as opposed to going through an intermediary to distribute that content for them. So taking the reins of that as a league, I think is going to offer some really interesting, exciting opportunities. Um, and the, the highlights and the shareable content across the different social platforms has just exploded in the last few years. And I'm sure is going to continue uh, to grow with all these video production companies that are popping up as well. So that's, that's one I just, I love reiterating that. I think that is a huge opportunity and a huge win looking forward. Yep. yep. We, we would, we would agree. And we're, we're excited to do that. And, you know, we're, we're fortunate to uh, be at the point in the, the industry cycle where, um, you know, it's cheap to, to get your, to distribute your content. So uh, we're, we're taking advantage of that, and I'm, I'm excited about it. Awesome. Well, this has been uh, really uh, informative for me. I'm excited to keep tabs on the South Division and specifically the Atlanta franchise uh, this year. Steve, uh, before we wrap up and tell people uh, where to connect on social media and everything, is there anything that I just didn't give you a chance to say today that you were hoping to? Uh, no, I think, again, we are uh, looking, as I said, our, our mission is to grow ultimate. Um, that's the mission Albert Banks and I had in Charlotte. It's the same one that Albert, John and I have in Atlanta. And I think, you know, you're going to see more support of different types of communities from us, um, supporting the women's community. And a, a big focus that we have is really taking the game to the underrepresented communities out uh, out there. And so, I don't want to tip my hat, but I think you'll see uh, a much bigger push for us to bring this game to a lot of folks who just have never had the chance to see it before.
Awesome. Well, we'll be excited to tune along. Uh, if people want to connect with you and follow all the work that you're doing, what digital coordinates can we point people towards? Sure. Well, certainly uh, AtlantaHustle.com is the place to go if you want to you know, learn about our team. Um, you'll see the news releases there, but I'm always happy to be supportive and uh, answer direct questions. Uh, my email address, I'm happy to give it to you, is uh, Steve dot hall that's h-a-l-l at atlantahustle.com great well we'll be sure to link to that in the show notes at going deep with aaron.com slash podcast you can find this and all previous episodes of the show right at that address steve this has been great thank you so much for coming on the show today appreciate it aaron we just went deep with steve hall hope everyone out there has a fantastic day Hey everyone, thank you so much for listening. Please hit subscribe if you've not already done so and check out one of our previous AUDL interviews. We have had a number of good ones in the South Division in particular, Jim Garrenser, Ivy and Bion Young, both of the Dallas Roughnecks. We added Mike Denardis of the Raleigh Flyers recently and additionally GM Ryan Purcell of the Austin Soul. That and more can be found at goingdeepwithaaron.com slash AUDL. Check it out and make sure you're subscribed for future episodes. Thanks. Thanks for listening. Connect with Aaron on Twitter and Instagram at AaronWatson59.